let's talk about Gina, this past week was is spring break going on now, right? You know, so spring is in the air in Texas at least, and stuff's growing and turning green, and life is everywhere around us. And we had my sister came down to visit, and she has two kids same age as my kids, and so we went to a minor league hockey game <laughs> while while they were here because <laughs> the the local team. Is is doing well. Every, you know, they've been here three years, and I think they've done very well all three years. And we've never, I've never been to a game, so we went. And you know, minor league hockey. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but oh yeah. Of, oftentimes, it's you know, it's an excuse to go watch some fights on ice, and then there might be a hockey game that breaks out. So <laughs> we're sitting there, and I'm sitting there with my son, who's four, and the first fight starts in the first period, and I'm just looking at his face, and he has just kind of got this. Per- perplexed look on his face because I can kind of see that he's got this whole huh I didn't know you could do that and it'd be okay oh. versus and also what's going on you know it's kind of that whole combination of, of things you didn't going prepare on. him for what hockey is well no we we watch hockey oh, that's so funny. we watch it a lot but you know when you watch an NHL you don't see a whole lot of fights no. I mean, they're they're there, but now, you know, it's getting towards the end of the season and it's playoff time in the NHL. So most of the time, those guys, they're they're on task more than fighting. And so it just, it was one of those things that I got to thinking after the fact, you know, many days later of, huh, isn't that kind of like a lot of things we do in life? That there's things that go on that like, I didn't know this was supposed to happen. You know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. What am I supposed to do about that? Which leads us to, mm-hmm. welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Where fights break out? Do where, fights break out here? I don't know if fights. But sometimes they break out. We don't always agree, and that's okay. No. Yeah, and, that's good. And luckily, we got miles and miles and miles between us, so we can't get into the full blown <laughs> hockey fight anyway. But this is Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris, and we are talking about sex and love and marriage and all that that entails because we want to be proponents of sex and love and marriage. And you can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd also love to hear from you if you got something on your mind, something you want covered on a future show, or even just our input on something. Feel free to email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or call our feedback line at 615-567-3996. So one of the things that's come up over and over and over in the history of Sexy Marriage Radio is... And in the history of marriages everywhere. <laughs> Good point. It's not going away, and and it's probably not going away. <laughs> is what do you do when you're in, find yourself in a situation with an unarousable spouse? You know, we got an email recently that really kind of summed it up, and and I loved it because the subject line was "Confessions of an unarousable wife." And yep, and it was her. It wasn't her husband complaining about her? It was right. her saying, "Hey, because, it's a fact of life here." Because the scenario was. Um, husband works off-site, it sounds like, like is gone for a good right. part of the month working someplace else and comes home and, ex- and is wanting to or expecting to, and I don't know either way, doesn't matter, to find a raging wife. Not raging mad. Yeah. Raging jazzed. <laughs> raging jazzed. Ra- raging erotic. <laughs> yes, raging, raring, aroused, and ready to go. But yet... 
she's not there. And so he then, you know, inevitable, there's frustration, there's disappointment. So he will, he will, it sounds like he will put in the work at times, you know, the, the dates, the. No date. She said date. Okay. That's well, part of the yeah, I'm, I'm kind of expanding. I'm building, I'm building from this email into other, others, other others. options uh, and yeah. other, other feedback and in a uh, personal experiences too, that, you know, things haven't been going well maybe, or you've missed each other. And so. You try to do some things to connect, and you fall into that stereotypical men connect via sex, women connect emotionally to then be able to connect via sex. And so what do you do when it's just you're missing? Something's not working. Something's not right. Um, sex may still happen, but it falls into that mercy sex category, which we've talked about before, or... It, it falls into this that I'm not enjoying this, but I'll accommodate. Well, she's very frustrated. The, right. the biggest, I, there's a couple of things right off the bat. And one has to start with our expectations. Because chances are, if you've been a part, there have been those just wildly erotic, magical, welcome home moments that are through the moon. So those are so outstanding that naturally the higher desire spouse really latches onto those as that should as a should it should be like that we be, all we the can, time we can you know, create that every time yeah okay yeah it should be through the, so the expectations can be and uh, you know a little overzealous okay yeah and i, I think that's fair because if we get a taste of something that we really enjoy there's a huge part of our psyche that wants to recreate it and make it happen again because yeah, and I think because it was so it, good Exactly. And maybe especially for the one who's coming home, because given that was such a big draw of coming home and I can think of times in our house, it was text messaging on the way. And I mean, it's just through the roof. It, whereas a lot of times she told, he's going to be walking in the door, but I'm still in the same surroundings that have stressed me out all week last two weeks, three weeks, yeah. a month while he's gone. Yeah. And so it's very hard to shift from frazzled to you know sex kitten well sure and i i've i've had that um with some clients before regarding you know he works from home mm -hmm. and exactly. and how do you then connect after you work from home how do you disconnect and then connect and you know compartmentalize i mean we talk about don't compartmentalize your life but there are some times where you have to shut some things off or down and then engage with whatever's next. I mean, that's the sequential tasking concept of life. Yeah. So it's one of those, I mean, I loved her phrase of how am I supposed to form, perform like a jack-in-the-box when it's not there? You know, <laughs> how am I just going to, yeah, you crank it up and then boom, there we go. Let's go. I'm ready. And because there are so many different factors obviously involved that it's one of those one of the things that I think of that she alludes to in her email was she's, she's very diligent while he's away to be keep all the energy within the marriage. That right. if she notices attention from other men, you know, she could be lonely at the moment, but yep, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to curry favor with guys. I'm not going to try to bring it on, you know, beyond just living. Because sometimes women, you're just going to bring it on because you're alive but some, some of it 
you know, so I'm very diligent. I'm going to keep my boundaries clean and clear, and I'm going to direct it all towards him. But it sounds like the times when he's there, they're just, they're off. They're not connecting. Usually if we're pointing out the attention that we get from other men in conjunction with the frustration we have towards our own, there's a little bit of a victimhood going on. Okay. You know, there's a little bit of, hey, you know, here's all these expectations from you. Here's all this pressure from you. And really, there's other guys besides you if I wasn't so much of a martyr here. So that sounds really harsh, but it's so easy for us to get caught up into self-pity. And it's the unsexiest emotion on the planet. Anytime that we focus on what we don't have... Uh, can't do, don't get, mm-hmm. our energy just oh, it goes so destructive. So anytime we can just sort of back up and say, whoa, you know, what's good about this problem? How can I reframe the problem? It's a step in the right direction. Okay. So it's it's put away the poor me. Yeah. And And try to focus more on the real me. Yeah, and I'm saying this with absolutely no stones to throw because I I just I do it. <laughs> you sure. Know, we all, well, that's so. I, I think that as you're talking, Gina, it makes me think of because I would agree as as a man, a woman that does not carry herself well and is the glass is half empty all the time type of woman, the the pity me woman, the victim woman, is one of the most unattractive qualities in humans. And it goes that both I would ways. Co- that right? I would we correlate. Gotta, well, I would yeah, correlate that to. Because then the man who's frustrated, he's all focused on what he's right. not getting. So they're both focused on what they're not. Well, I'd also getting. I would correlate that also to the pouty man that that, exactly. that pouts and turns into the toddler, the sophisticated toddler, when he doesn't uh, get what he wants. Exactly. That so so their individual energies are so shut down and and you know, small cut off that, that sexuality's cut off. Cause like you said, we reverted to toddlers Okay. and then, and then the connection with each other is cut off because we're just in this inward spiral. Yeah. And, and I, there's no quick trick Mm-mm. to, to change that, but it can be changed. I mean, I, I'm convinced of that. I've seen it. Right. I've done it. I've yeah. Wor- and I've worked that's with people. Why I, that's why we talk so much all the time about not, com- you know, about just flowing in our sexual energy all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, I remember there's some scripture that says that God makes us a joyful mother of children. And I used to read that and think, ooh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that 24-7? <laughs> yeah, joyful mother of children. It was like talking about the woman I think that's barren. Like, she'll be a joyful mother of children. I thought, I got four of them running okay. around and I am joyless. Yeah. But, you know, there's something about the way we see ourselves with our all of our energy flowing and in, in rejoicing in what instead has made us feel kind of like a victim. Yeah, and one of the things I think of, that would this would be specific to the emailer, to the unarousable mm-hmm. wife, that if she is being noticed, which is from her email, mm-hmm. she says she's being noticed by other men, you know, rather than seeing that as, I need to run away from that, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying dabble in it and try to encourage more, okay, be very clear on that, but mm-hmm. acknowledge I'm a sexy woman. 
I'm an attractive woman. Look at that. I mean, and my husband wants me as soon as he yeah. gets home. And and some of that can really kind of foster a, a growth in your self-image, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we do we do live in lives where in lives where there's all kinds of reflection that we it, it influences who we are. The way other people perceive us, the way other people react to us, it will influence. I mean, I, I am probably one of the biggest <laughs> proponents or and victims the wrong word, but I fall into this trap all the time of I'll be with a group of people and I'll say something that I think is kind of funny and they laugh. And so, boy, I'll up the funny factor even more, <laughs> you know, because, hey, I, I want to be known as someone that can make people laugh. And. And so then all of a sudden I'm kind of stretching it a little bit. I'm Getting not, edgy. Yeah. I'm not, or I'm embellishing some things a little bit because I want the stories to be ex- even more extravagant so that more people will laugh and, and be in, wow, he is such, look, we need to have him over more, you know, and on and on and on it goes. And, and that's what we're talking about. That's just, you take your feedback from things and you can, there's all kinds of things we can do with the feedback we get. Mm-hmm. So don't go down the slope of, well, he understands me, so I'll spend more time with him. Or she noticed me when I wore that, so I'll be sure I wear that more when I head to that coffee shop. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, it's it's more utilize the feedback to increase your own solid sense of self. To acknowledge who you really are and who you want to become. And then see if looking things through that lens alters things a little bit if it awakens some things a little bit because everything can be awakened right so having that very clear sense of who you want to be in the relationship that that helps so much but let's talk about some of those just real practical elements of what to do with the emotion because it's really real like we've said before if you're if we're feeling stressed then all those great hormones that should be flowing causing blood flow (laughs) they're just creating cortisol all we feel is stress right so you know look at how you and your mate can help each other feel less stressed just what are some practical things you can do can you to the guy can you let her feel understood we just want to be understood we want to be acknowledged for everything that we're carrying and what we're doing and then to just have some of that stress taken off is so arousing to say you know hey well what's what's challenging you the most right now and how can i help you with it that is really engaging but be careful to not step into fix it mode fellas right yeah you know, you it's don't, not about trying you're not to gonna yeah you don't want to take off take on more than your share and more than she wants because yeah, mostly she easy. probably just wants to be heard. Yeah, that's one thing I've learned, and my profession helps, obviously, with what I do. But I have I have learned in the years of my marriage, my wife wants to just talk some things out. She doesn't need necessarily need the feedback either. I don't even necessarily need to be the sounding board for her of repeating back what I'm hearing and all those kind of real good reflective listening techniques. It's more just, she just wants someone to talk to so that it will listen. It will give her attention. Yeah, she wants to be reassured as well. Yeah, and and I think there's times where when she starts stepping beyond the bounds of who I know she is or wants to be, I can kind of say, wait, did you really mean that? Or here's what I think about, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And kind of be put in the right direction, at least pointed in the right direction. 
because it's that's that's the one thing that I think a, a spouse can be a, a valuable tool that they they know you well enough to know who you are and likely who you want to become. And so if you have a good connection in the sense that you can listen to each other on an emotional level and even a a mental level, I mean, both those work and kind of have some harmony in between those, you can help point out the incongruent parts of, wait, you're going on and on about this because it seems like this. And then that can kind of help a person filter through, well, yeah, you're right. I I am. I'm, I'm off base. That's, that's not who I am. I need to take care of that. And maybe they... Or ask them. A lot of times beneath a lot of stress is some kind of fear. So listen for the fear. And 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 if when you, re- especially for a woman coming towards a man, when you can calm our fears, fear that we're not good enough, fear that uh, we might fail at what we're trying to do, fear that it's going to fall apart somehow around us. If you can speak to that and, and bring a lot of, um, confidence in what we're doing, that goes a long way as well. Yeah, tell me if this works for you, Gina, since you're a female. Okay. That it, one of the things I think of is feminine energy mm-hmm. is is kind of a free-flowing, kind of like the ocean. I mean, there's a ton of power and currents and waves. I mean, I think a river, an ocean, <laughs> something like that is, is a real good analogy for feminine energy to me. Okay. The masculine energy, if it's a river analogy, which there's all kinds of power and it can actually reform land masses. But I think the masculine energy is designed to be the river bank, to kind of give the feminine energy something to bounce off against, to um, feel a little contained for the safety aspect, to kind of be, you know, kept in line, (laughs) even if you will. I mean, it's not a parenting role. It's just this whole... Yeah, you can bounce stuff off of me with with a lot more freedom because as you're kind of sorting out how you feel about things. Um, yeah, I'm back to the ocean. Like, hmm, what would it be in the ocean? Well, the but one no. thing I think of is the, yeah. for the ocean analogy is the feminine energy is the ocean. Uh-huh. And so there's tons of energy there. And then the masculine energy is like the rudder of a ship <laughs> that if you want to get somewhere... <laughs> You know, you want to be on the on the on the boat because it'll it'll cut through a lot of stuff. But if you want to just kind of be free flowing and in the moment, well, then that's the ocean. You know, that's just kind of floating wherever the ocean takes you. And I think those are good. They they both serve tremendous purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the danger then is to be um, is what caused women's lib to buck all that, and that was being so you know, squished and constrained as, as a man who's saying what your role is and isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that can be powerful in that. And that's exactly the same thing that makes women go, woo. Yeah. It's it's not about trying to change the dynamics of who people are. It's, it's more about understanding the role each of you play in the relationship and being in that role. And, and realizing that there's a yin and a yang for both of you. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, a, there's a purpose for both. Because right. that's, that's what creates such great dynamic aspects of marriage. Yeah, and the more we can feed those and honor and, and celebrate that, the, the more that erotic energy, like we're trying to 
Okay, so here's kind of prim, we're trying to prime the pump here. So for here's some here's one of the things that you're talking about for a practical step. Yeah. For the unarousable wife, and this is probably learning your own strengths and knowing what helps you get more in touch with you within the presence of your spouse. So one of them could be if in this scenario where he's gone a lot of the time and then he comes home and he's raring to go because he's had whatever journey time it is to kind of get going and, and really be expecting and looking forward to some things. Well, well, maybe you want some more connection before the sex starts. So it could be, you know, if getting out of the house and doing something different helps you get more in touch with that type of energy and that type of, of essence of who you are, well then as soon as he comes home, go somewhere together. You know, just do something, just shift it enough. Just do something different because one of the things that, that where routine will, will really harm us is in the bedroom because it's working for one, but it's not working for the other. So break the routine. You know, do something just slightly different. And I think this is a good challenge for everybody in their life, not even just sexually. You know, just every so often, if you have a route you take to work that's the same route every day, go a different way every so often. Just to change things up. Just to be a little uncomfortable with that. You know, just to, you know, maybe you see something different. Maybe experience something different. Who knows? But just change it up. And another great one is, I can almost guarantee everybody has a hand that they use to brush their teeth. They're either left or right. Well, switch hands <laughs> and just try it. I mean, just, just kind of, you know, toothpaste might be everywhere if you, when you do that. I mean, it's, okay. it's clumsy when you go the other hand, but it's just that whole break the pattern. And, and some of those will then, that will then spill over since we don't live compartmentalized life. That will spill over into other aspects of your life. Guaranteed. Okay. Excellent. So, so just then, try some different things. Just to, to, and the whole point of that is to be in touch with your senses, which is one of my five keys to great <laughs> sex when you're not in the mood. So um, that is kind of my keynote uh, subject is sex, great sex when you're not in the mood. And that is a, such a big one. Are you in touch with your senses? Right. And then when you're feeling stressed, ask yourself, are you feeling good about yourself? Are you feeling good about your mate? So whatever you can do to make yourself feel really good about yourself goes a long way. And what you can do to focus on what's great about your partner right. instead of but it's what's also, negative. But I want to get beyond the fact of – because sometimes I could see a person take that advice and say, okay, well, then I can just – I don't know. What comes to mind is fake it till I make it. But I don't think that's what you're saying at all. I think it's more be aware of you. And then be willing to speak for you. Yeah, from the best of you and the right. deepest of the real you to that mate that's the real the, that's the real person you fell in love with. Not just, you know, I heard a colleague ask, are you soulmates or are you role mates? You know, it's not about what we do for each other or do to each other or what hat we're wearing at a given moment. It's deeper. It's about that part that... Really, over the 20-something years that Paul and I have been together, there's that part of Paul that never changes. That's who I'm so crazy about, even when I'm just frustrated enough to kick his teeth in. I can step back. <laughs> that can think, come back okay. to the surface fairly quick. Yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at the core. And, and really, to acknowledge your feelings, though, you have to acknowledge them to yourself. Like, 
And that's why I use those phrases that even though I'm so frustrated right now, I could kick Paul's teeth in. You know, I totally accept myself and all my emotions and I choose to be um, calm and confident and responsive and sexy or whatever I want. So I acknowledge the emotions. I offer acceptance and forgiveness and I create an empowering choice. And that is how that's how I work with people. That's how I work with top athletes. You know, anytime we're under pressure to acknowledge the emotions and and instead of just, you know, resisting them and letting them fester and fighting how we feel, acknowledge how you feel, embrace it and and, uh, rise above it. Right. And then let me let me add on a relational component to that. Mm -hmm. You acknowledge where you are Mm -hmm. to yourself and then to your spouse and you. And oftentimes it can, this can come, come across and it will also, it often also begin confrontational. I mean, it's going sure. to because you probably have developed a pattern in your marriage, and I'm just speaking directly at you, whoever you are, <laughs> of there's a routine of, well, sex is going to happen, so all right, I'll just grin and bear it. Or I'll just accommodate. I'll just submit. I'll just play the role, I'll just whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then the times where you have pushed back, it's been volatile. It's been it's been real volatile maybe. And and it's a it's a huge rejection because you've broken the you've broken the norm. So acknowledge where you are, but say it in such especially if you're at the state of I do still want to work towards better sex with you. So you know, hey, I'm not there right now. Exactly. Just but say I it. want to work to get there mm-hmm. with you right now. And mm-hmm. it may take some time. It may be tomorrow or next week before I'm there. Mm-hmm. But I want to do that with you. And and kind of let them in on where you are and where you want to go. Yeah. And because oftentimes we start with the, I'm not in the mood. And that ends Yeah, it. and it's just shut down. Yeah, and that, and that ends it because... It could be the spouse has, it, it was a, a big leap to try to make the move. And they were kind of hesitant and, all right, well, I'll go ahead. You know, so it's, it's both of you got to grow up to a degree and be able to handle the pushback of someone else, which enta- entails you may be rejected, but maybe it's a rejection with an, an, an addendum attached. <laughs> of, you know, that's the one thing that I think I've probably shared on the show before of, one of the things that really helped Pam and I and when it came to sex was I would initiate or ask and she would yes or no, you know, which that's kind of a no brainer. If I ask for sex, well, yeah, no, yeah, whatever. But then it started to get to where she was a little more honest or a little more open, I guess you could say, where I would say, hey, you're interested in some sex tonight? And she's no, but I could be. <laughs> you know, and that's just kind of that she kind of left the door open. Just slightly. And in, in those instances, I would kick the thing down. You know, oh, if you could be, then that's a challenge. I'm going to make sure you are interested. And so I'll, uh, I'll do. I never take the challenge. I will do whatever it takes. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, because you're probably the low desire partner. I, I know. That's why it's a joke in our house. Yeah. When Paul will so say, well, I can see him dead dog tired and he'll say, um, I'm going to bed, but if you really have to have it, I could probably be wooed. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, honey. Yeah. Let's go to sleep. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. I mean, this is more the high desire partner move of, you know, it, it just, it shifts things a little bit. It reframes it enough 
to, to just kind of say, you know, look, I'm not shutting it down. And I'm also not shutting you down and saying this is over. I'm out. I'm right. just saying at this moment, I'm not there. Yeah. And so then, you know, but hey, I'll, I want to work towards that or let's put you on the schedule for later or, you know, I don't know, whatever works to you kind of understand your own tendencies and also understand your spouse's tendencies and, and work to your own advantages. And then I want to add another little thing that I don't know if we've talked about on sexy marriage radio. I know I've talked about it on simple marriage ex- extensively is the whole idea of expectations. Right. Have we talked about that on this show? I don't know, but that's, was the first thing I said on this show. It was because (laughs) you have these expectations. And to me, when you put, when you have expectations in a relational concept or in a relational context, I define expectations as planned disappointments. (laughs) That's really all they are because I have an expectation of how I want things to happen and the likelihood of it happening exactly like I want it to happen. Mm -hmm. Slim to none and slim just left town. How, yeah, the expectation of how you should act yeah. in your role so that I can get my needs met in my Yeah, role. because there's yeah. so many variables and so many influencers and all those kinds of things that even if my expectations are exceeded, you know, I could have an expectation for some really good sex tonight and it could be outstanding, you know, walls shaking, chandeliers swinging, all that kind of stuff going on. Well, I still didn't meet my expectations. I exceeded them, but I didn't meet them. <laughs> You know, and so still I didn't get what I was looking for. So it's one of those expectations truly are planned disappointments. So the best thing you can do, and this comes from Leo of Zen Habits, is take all your expectations and toss them in the ocean and just watch them float away. (laughs) And then work to just live in the moment according to what you want. Yeah. Be who you want to be. Like we say all the time, follow the connection with your mate. Just build a connection. Follow the connection and expect, throw away the expectations of a certain outcome, but do expect some kind of positive outcome. Just believe that as it goes, it's it's going to be good, however it is, if it's... (laughs) If it's off the charts, if it's no charts, if it you know that you're together and there's there's a place to go together and you're walking this whole thing together. So Yeah, so it's it's really I think it's more be driven by your desires more than your expectations. Yeah. My desire is I want to connect with people. My desire is I want to connect with my wife during this moment. My desire is I want to have sex with my wife during this moment. My desire is whatever it may be. Live by those desires and then be willing to ad- adjust and improvise and adapt as you get pushback from another human being. That's what marriage really is, isn't it? Yeah. I and mean, as you do, look for look for what's cool in the moment, yeah. even when it's way different than what you expect. Because every day we get pushback from our spouse. Yeah, so every day we can grow. <laughs> that is true. It's a full-time <laughs> process. But it's it's just kind of look at it in the mindset of, okay, I'm not going to worry about what happens. I'm going to worry about what's happening. Not even worry. Well, just enjoy it. Yeah, worry is the wrong word. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to focus on what's happening, not what happens. 
Because if, yeah. if I have an attachment to how I want things to happen, I'm going to end up disappointed and frustrated and try to control and try to manipulate and, and all the worst parts of us. But if I just will learn and work to be more present, learn and work to be more engaged, man, I can almost mm-hmm. promise everything that happens will be much better than it was. Yep. So take a deep breath. Breathe it in, exhale, celebrate the fact that your sexual energy is flowing, you're sexier than you think, and your marriage is blessed, and you've got it going on, girl. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) This is Sexy Marriage Radio. We are glad you joined us. Uh, Feel free to jump online. Let us know what you think feedback at sexymarriageradio.com if you want to send us an email or jump on iTunes leave us a a comment we'd love to hear what you think help us spread the word well Gina tell a friend about sexy marriage radio and we want to help lots more people alright Gina I'm leaving the door wide open for you to close it all out oh my goodness and until next time celebrate your love life and have lots more sex see you next time let's talk about